Okay, look, you started the last episode off with a hot take. I did. Is that fair to say? That's that's very fair to say. Okay, it's my turn. My turn for a hot take. Okay. If you take every Disney Plus MCU show and every episode from every Disney Plus MCU show, this one's in the top three, hands down. Mm. Interesting. Hands down. And because yeah, it's I not a real fast paced show episode. No. No. And I can't necessarily tell you know, I don't go, well, this one's above it and this one's above it. This could be like top two. This could be top one. But I just I don't want like I'm playing it a little safe by saying top three. Right, right, right. You're you're leaving room for devil's advocate. Yeah, but oh my goodness. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Movie Men podcast. We are the B team. My name is not Carl anymore. And I'm not Brady anymore. Yeah. I'm so glad we switched. I'm so listen, I know it was like there was a lot of back and forth on whether or not it was a good idea, but I'm I'm glad we switched. Good. I'm yeah. glad we're on the same page. <laughs> All right, we're kicking off our review of season two, episode five of Loki. What's this episode called? Uh, it's called Science Slash Fiction. Yeah. I don't know. Because nobody over there that's just like, I don't know, yeah. come up with a name. No one looks at the yeah. name. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's jump in. You ready to jump in? Uh, yeah, sure. I want to, um, I think this is really key here. I think... Th- uh, uh, and purposeful on the part of the editors and writers for this show. Did you watch the the recap section at the beginning for this episode? I always do. Previously I always on? Do. Yeah, I always do. Yeah. So this, I think this one was like super important because it starts out at the end of last season. Where Sylvie's like, ah, we've we finally cut up to you. Your little game didn't work out. And the man of time at the end of time goes, wrong. Every step you've took to get here, I have paved the way. Yeah. I think that's telling from what I was talking about last week. I think every step that has been taken in this season has also been paved. I would agree. I think there's a huge fail-safe plan we're watching unfold, especially in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we start out with Loki. Take us away, sir. So the episode kicks off with Loki on his own at the TVA. Everyone is gone. The loom is destroyed. Yeah, and the TVA has Actually, it's not destroyed, but the explosion has happened. The TVA has kicked into fail-safe mode. That was smart for someone to install that. Yeah. That's some foresight. Yeah, so yeah. I guess the TVA doesn't get destroyed because the TVA is not a part of a timeline. Yeah. So not it, only it is everyone gone, no but what. all the pie in the automat is gone too. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> that is bullshit. You wanted some key lime pie. Stranded for <laughs> eternity without pie. It's bullshit. Uh, searching you, you for, ask me, I think that key lime pie got what was coming to it. 
<laughs> Searching for literally anyone, Loki begins to time slip again. Yeah. What? Are, why? What is our theory on this? Um, I think. Oh, as I punch my mic, I, I guess my my theory was that so like. The reason he was time slipping was something to do with being kicked through the time door that Sylvie made. Um, and then he tart at the end of season one and then she killed the man at the end of time, which for some reason he starts time slipping, but the way he, he gets kind of cured of the time slipping was thanks to some time loom shenanigans. So now that the time looms exploded, it's kind of my guess is it kind of recast all the the possible time versions of himself, even within the TVA and across all time and space, right? And and now he's able he he jumps between them again, right? So yeah, this time instead of time just time slipping within the TVA. As the TVA turns into spaghetti, so yeah, so the TVA is getting destroyed. So I don't know. I guess it's, which is kind of backs a theory that I've had for a while that I'm not entirely sure that the TVA is actually outside of time. I think that's part of the lie. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's got to exist in some form of time and reality, right? Or else. Exactly. Why? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know where. Maybe we'll find out. Um, as the TVA turns into spaghetti, he slips away and next appears in 1962 in a branched timeline near Alcatraz where he finds Casey. Except this is not the Casey we know. This is Frank, a career criminal who is trying to escape Alcatraz with his fellow prisoners. Yeah. All gun hostile. And does it successfully. Yep. And I said, I paused the episode, because I've watched some like Alcatraz documentaries, and I paused the episode at this point, and I said to Brianna, I was like, that's genuinely impressive. I And I explained to her, I said, like, the current in the river there, in that part, like, between the island and the mainland, the current is so strong that many of the people who tried to escape would often just get swept out to sea and were never heard of again. So... Yeah, or 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 die of hypothermia because it's really cold so, water so too. Freaking cold. So big up, big up to Casey and his <laughs> ragtag crew. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's that's amazing. Throughout the episode, Loki is pulled through time and space, but where he ends up is not random. Instead, he appears at the location of each of his friends. He sees B fifteen, who is now a doctor named Doctor Willis. In 2012, New York, he sees Obi, who is an author slash scientist named A.D. Doug in 1994, Pasadena. We don't know he's a scientist yet. We no. just know he's a failed author. He's a yeah science fiction author. S- sneaking his books onto bookstore shelves. That's such a funny scene. <laughs> and he finds Mobius, who is now Dawn, at a jet ski shop in 2022, Cleveland. Yeah, and I don't know if him appearing there is some sort of like universal grand design or lazy convenient writing so that they can make sense of things. like I I I don't know. That's one of those details where I'm just choosing not to read too much into cuz it's better that way. 
You don't think it's it's fun writing? You don't think I it's think it's fun mixed? writing, but I don't think it's ironclad writing. Like why is he time slipping to that location? Tell me. Tell me why. Loki or Yeah, Loki. Why is he time slipping to the locations of his group of TVA friends? Be- because it's not random. We find out later that him where he sl- where and how he slips isn't random. Right. Okay. But I mean at this point it seems random. It seems like a random coincidence at this point in the episode. Out of all of them, Obi seems to be the least surprised when Loki sits him down and tells him about the TVA and everything that's happened to them. Yeah. Because he's already, like, he's a, he's a inspired, you know. like I think the he, other, there is an in, other, another interesting point to, to keep in mind here. Every time he slips to re-meet one of his friends, a little blurb come little subtitle comes up to say like where he's where and when he's slipping to the time you know sure and and all of them say that they are branch timelines so none of these are sacred timelines sure so yeah no agreed and these branch timeline in the sacred timeline maybe ob isn't supposed to be an author at all he's just or maybe he is a successful author or, you know Maybe Mo- Mobius isn't supposed to be a Jets. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, so Obi Obi seems to be the one that makes the most sense of all of this. Right? Like, he, he's, he's already, doctorate. he's a science. <laughs> yeah, he's a science fiction writer. He's a doctorate. These are theories that he already kind of has, and they're all just kind of, you know. Um, maybe it's because he's a science fiction author. Maybe it's because he teaches theoretical physics at Caltech. And how does a theoretical physics teacher at Caltech not sell a couple of of books when he writes a book, right? Like, Because they're science fiction books. The books must really suck. (laughs) (laughs) Or they really suck. (laughs) Regardless, OB deduces that time slipping must be attached to Loki and what he wants. Although the TVA is gone, Loki does time slip to a time theater like the one we saw him in in, ep- in season one, which suggests that in some capacity, the TVA is still around. Obi decides that they need to assemble everyone in that room together to get their group temporal aura so that they can transport back to the spot in time and space that they need to be in order to save the TVA. Mm-hmm. He's given the TVA guidebook by Loki to build a temp pad, but before Loki can say anything else, he time slips to Cleveland. Man, Obi's face when he's handed that that book. Yeah. So this is like another one of those Ouroboros moments, right? Like, yeah, he wrote the book, but only because he was given the book. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I, again... In a lot of ways, it doesn't make any sense, but I'm there for it. That's that's the essence of an Ouroboros, right? Like, yes. Where's the beginning? Where's the end? There isn't. Yeah. So then Loki Loki transported to Cleveland, where he approaches <clears throat> Mobius, who has no idea who he is. 
and initially is apprehensive of him until Obi appears through a time door <laughs> from the homemade tempad, which is the size of like a friggin' Casio keyboard from back in the day. Yeah. Um, and and Loki's like, how'd you build a temp pad so fast? And he's like, so fast. I wouldn't call 18 months so fast. Well, 19 months because I had to take a month off when my wife left me because <laughs> I was spending all Oh, Obi. <laughs> oh, you poor bastard. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm Morbius. Oh, man. Like his kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. This is going to be my house in eight years. I just know it. Two yeah, boys mo- running around mo- causing chaos. Except, except you won't be the single dad. I, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so Mobius is a single dad to two sons and has seemingly comf- uh, seemingly a comfortable life selling jet skis. But Loki yeah. convinces him that he should help because all of existence is in danger, including the lives of his children. After some persuading... Mobius agrees to go with them, and Loki and Obi assemble the rest of the team before going to collect Sylvie. So, here's a question, and I didn't know where to slot this in, but I'm going to slot this in now. Who the hell, like, what, what is going on in this episode, is my question. Is Mobius normally actually from, like, is he a jet ski salesman from 2022, and that explains his jet ski magazines like has have they been in the destruction of whatever's happened in the in the central loom temporal loom explosion were people just transported back to the moment they were taken from is that what we're to believe yeah i like is this an explanation of Mobius's origins prior to so. working at I the think, TVA. I think what's happened here is like this is kind of a boom. Everybody inside the TVA and the TVA itself are gone. What does the timeline look like without the TVA? Right. What do what do all possible branching timelines potentially look right. like essentially okay. without TVA involvement? I think that's what we're looking at. Right. Because because okay. like remember. These are all branch timelines. So the the more the timeline that Loki goes to to get Morbius might not be the same branch timeline he gets everybody else from. They could all be completely different timelines. Completely different right. branches. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I know, okay, that makes sense. Um Returning back to McDonald's in 1982, big up McDonald's. Like, I don't know what kind of sponsorship money was paid <laughs> for this, but yeah. good Lord. Loki approaches Sylvie, ready to give her his speech about the TVA. And I'm sorry, but Sylvie does not look like a woman who takes McDonald's home from work after every shift. She got well, like- I mean, McDonald's back in the day was probably a lot healthier. <laughs> wow. Or was it? Because there wasn't the regulations to like- I don't know. I'm thinking maybe it was worse, right? Like the dark meat chicken nuggets and shit like that. Oh, I guess maybe. Uh, But unlike other variants, yeah. Other unlike other variants, Sylvie remembers him. She has all her memories intact. (laughs) I don't know why. Who knows? Yeah. Well, because I mean, I guess like she wasn't. 
Maybe because she's that's got because she's got the temp pad, the, the the end of time temp pad. Right, but that's and that's also not her in her act. Like she is a Loki. Yeah, she would be transported back to Asgard if she was in her original actual right. Like her origin is not upselling large fries at McDonald's. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. Rather than yes. go. So how did she end up here instead of? Yeah, that's a right. That's a bit of a. That's a bit of a conundrum. I would say it's like she's probably still must still have that temp pad on her, and that somehow sent her back here. Right. Rather than go back uh, to the group with him, she takes him out for a drink. <laughs> Wait. After seeing him almost time slip. Which she's yes. never seen before. And she is completely freaked out by it. Yeah. She's like, I'm going <laughs> to buy you a drink. Let's go for a drink. You um, definitely th- need a drink. <laughs> there at the bar, they return to their their the argument that's been going on for a while now. Um, the one that they've been having all season, really. Free will or control. Yeah. Loki is determined to save the TVA. And is completely baffled by what he sees as Sylvie's selfishness for wanting her own life. Mm. To this, Sylvie agrees. She is selfish. She wants a life. She wants to live. What's wrong with wanting something, Loki? She asks him. Knowing that the rest of the group have their own lives and their own timelines, Sylvie's completely content to stay where she is. Right? Like, they, they, they were never given a choice to join the TVA. But Loki completely disagrees with this and says that agents like Mobius called the TVA their purpose. Right, and we've said that, yeah. like Loki or Mobius is is that's his that's his purpose. G- given if they were given a choice, yeah, they, he thinks that they would potentially still choose. Yeah, that Yeah, he says they should be given a choice between the branch timelines and their life as they know it currently at the TVA. But after all this, Sylvie prods Loki for a true answer, and this is God, what a scene. Hmm. Loki reveals that he wants the TVA back because he wants his friends back. He doesn't want to be alone. And in his own way, this is him being selfish as well. Because yeah. she she's arguing that they're where they belong. And he's like, okay, but if they're where they belong, where do I belong? And he cries. Yeah. Oh, my wa- God. I don't want to be alone. I don't, I wanna, don't I want to be my friends alone. back. Yeah. The character development for Loki in this series is so good. It is so good. And I'm so glad they played this scene the way they did. Right? Like, Loki isn't doing this to save existence. At the very base level, he doesn't know where he belongs without the TVA. Mm-hmm. Long before the TVA TVA was even a thought in Kevin Feige's mind, Loki was a kid pulled from his home and raised by a conqueror. He's 
he's never truly belonged anywhere. Yeah. <clears throat> Until the TVA. When Loki rejects, or when Sylvie rejects Loki's offer to join up with the other agents, she tells him that they must all write their own stories now and leaves him at the bar and I'm pretty sure drinks his shot because he goes to like drink his own shot and it's not there. No, <laughs> that's not what happened. You missed this? Does it, does it spaghetti? What happens to it's his spaghettis. shot? It's spaghetti. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Because, because before this, when he's meeting with Sylvie at the McDonald's, before he comes through the, the, the door, the time door, Sylvie sets her bag of McDonald's on the back, on the truck, unlocks the door, goes to grab it, and it's gone. And then Loki shows up and we get sidetracked from that moment. This, yeah. This whole, I will call it one scene from Loki stepping through the, from McDonald's to the, to the end of the bar. It's, I would say that's one whole scene, even though they change locations. This whole scene is bookended by that occurrence the same occurrence something being placed in front of somebody and then when they're not looking it disappears they're being spaghetti because it's it's um oh frig i forget the the fancy movie term for it but it's a prelude to what's coming it's foreshadowing it's for that's the word thank you foreshadowing is foreshadowing the fact that this timeline is going to spaghetti just like every timeline which, let's just be clear, all of existence, people's families, people's lives, people's jobs, everything. Excuse me, I just sneezed. That's all one thing. But when a man's bourbon... <laughs> when a man's bourbon isn't safe from... <laughs> Before he's able to indulge of a little whatever that drink that Nick Fury was pouring in <laughs> Secret Invasion, that $200, let's assume it's the same whiskey. <laughs> Papa Jack's or whatever. <laughs> then the universe has gone too far, right? Like that that's when we're kicking this shit into overdrive. Oh, um, okay, okay. Uh, a little bit confused about what to do next, Loki returns to Obi and the gang, uncertain of how to proceed. He comes back and he's like, just like, you guys should all go back. Go home. Go home to your timelines, man. Yeah. <clears throat> Meanwhile, Sylvie visits a record shop and puts on the Velvet Underground's Oh Sweet Nutton, which is a fitting soundtrack for the end of her world. <laughs> and yeah. And what a cool record shop. Like, I was just like, dude, I want to go sit on that couch, put on a set of headphones and listen to music. Like, yeah. I don't know. It was, it was like, and just, I don't know, some cool camera angles and everything. Like, it was just, it was just super well done. Uh, everything around her, including the super cool record shop clerk, slowly spaghettiifies. And realizing that everything has fallen apart, she uses he who remains as temp pad to go find Loki. Which, I I mean, that's one of the issues with this episode is how does she even know where he is, 
Right. Like, presumably, you have to know a time and a place, have some sort of like temporal coordinates and to be able to just like. Or, I guess, a temporal aura. Like, they've been talking about auras. Yeah, maybe. maybe I don't know. That's one of the things that just kind of seems like a don't tell, don't ask. Especially, like, so, like, this time uh, device that she's using is, it's really just a disc or a flat stone. Yeah. So, like, how it works is even more mysterious than the temp pads that the rest of the TVA use. Yeah. And potentially more powerful. Oh, I'm sure it seen. is if it's so, he who remains. Like, yeah. So, like, yeah, the, how I think, I think we can easily kind of, um, give it the benefit of the doubt <laughs> the, with the fact that it's he who remains his temp pad that it can easily find who she's yeah. looking for at the touch of a button. Not that it has so, buttons. <laughs> so then Sylvia arrives and the band is together. All the pens all are he- are all here, um, which was a fun little analogy. Um, and they're all they're all there, right? They can get back to the specific place in time that they need to, except it's too late. Slowly, yeah. each character... Like, they go to find Obi's friggin' massive... Like yeah, Commodore 64 around. temp pad. Yeah. And it's not there. And they yeah. all think it's Casey because Casey's like the crook. He's a thief. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, dude, like it that's he was great. He was wanting to me. use it to break into bank vaults. <laughs> yeah. He's like, great. But like, it wasn't me. Right. And uh, everyone starts to spaghetti in front of them. Yeah. The Spaghetti-fy whole world. Wisp away on the wind. Yeah, the whole world disappears into a strand of temporal spaghetti. Goopy spaghetti. And it's at this moment, and I don't know what it is about time travel. Because Loki's using the spaghetti time travel thing, and so is so did the Flash. It's just a one big bowl of spaghetti, man. Spaghetti spaghetti is the answer to time travel and multiple timelines, and we just haven't known. So I'm having past it tonight. I don't know (laughs) about you, but we'll see. We'll see what what some rigatoni can conjure up. Um, It's at this moment that Loki time slips and jumps right back to the moment before. He's freaking out with the spaghetti flying around him. Did that yeah. work for you? Like Wait, the whole freaking vi- out with spaghetti around him and he's grasping at it? Are we talking like visually? Yeah. Visually, emotionally. I think so. I think yeah, like I it only mean, half, like-, like I got the essence of it, but it didn't, I didn't, I don't get me wrong. Tom Hiddleston's an amazing actor, but this felt forced for me because like he's in real life. He's really just kind of like grasping at air. He's not seeing this around him. Right. Right. And it really, it really felt like that when I was watching, I was like, I get what they're trying to do here, but it feels like he's grasping at thin air. It doesn't feel like he's trying to grab these spaghetti strands. I don't know. I'll have to rewatch that scene. And see if I can like pick the up emotion on, that. on his face worked, but just just like the the, the way he was kind of like grasping at the air, right? I don't know. Maybe it was the way um, it was edited. 
And so it's in this moment but anyway, that he yeah. jumps back to just before everyone's spaghettis. Yeah. And he realizes that he's kind of getting a bit of a handle on this time slipping thing. Loki knows what he has to do in order to rewrite the story. He realizes that it's not, it's not, what is it? It's not why. It's who. And it's not what. It's who. Which again is tying into Loki has real friends now. His emotions, his emotional connection to these friends. Mm -hmm. And that invokes a strong enough emotional response for him to be able to control this. He goes back to the point in time right before someone goes through the blast doors. It is before Mobius goes to pull him out of the timeline in episode one. Is it? Is it before Mobius goes to pull him out of the timeline in episode one? Or... When he jumps back to? Yeah, or is it before... You don't know where he jumps back to. Or right, you're, but you're, you're positing when does he jump yes. to. Or is it before Victor Timely goes onto the platform in episode four? What do you think he's going back to? Okay, hang on. What, you, you've, what were the options here? So it's either, it's either before Mobius goes to pull him out of the timeline in episode one. Okay. Right. Like when they go to stop the temporal slipping. Time slipping. Right. Okay. Or, so either before Mobius goes out on the platform, or it's before Victor Timely goes out on the platform in episode four, which would be what brings back Victor Timely into the series. And then may still add credence to the fact that he could be- I don't understand the, the second one. What do you mean? He bef- They like intercept Timely- before he goes out and gets intercepted. No, 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 no. In the TVA, before he goes out onto the platform and oh. gets disintegrated by the radiation, hmm. which would then reinstate the idea that maybe he is he who remains. Right. Okay. So I don't understand the first one either. Like, what's the purpose of keeping him from make from slipping in the first place? I don't like know. You're, Okay, so we're saying like it's the second the, one. The first, if you stop Morbius from pulling Loki out of the time, of the timeline, that th- all that was about was to stop him from time slipping, right? So I don't know what the purpose. Yeah, of, I think okay, so. The second option, I think you're you're like yeah, this is a great theory crafting. Like, where does he slip? Like, yeah, obviously he's at this point in time, he's going to time slip back in time somewhere. And to some place. Yeah. Where is that? That's the question. Yeah. It's got to be before they lose, because they still think Victor's the key, right? Like they still yeah. need Victor. So it's, it's got to be, yeah, it's got to be some point in time where they can get Victor and without, they can get Victor or timely hassle free and then get him to the loom potentially. Yeah. yeah. I think alternatively, he could go further back and prevent the man at the end of time's death or or prevent him from Ooh. from becoming a variant and kicking this whole thing off in the first place 
interesting, like goes back to 2012 New York and stops himself from taking the Tesseract. Yeah. Like th- thus kind of potentially creating like, I, d- I don't know if that one will be the one. No, I think because somehow, then like what happens to all your characters and yeah, what happens so to s- some, somehow it's got a, it's going to loop itself like an Ouroboros this last episode. It's going to come back and full circle and be like, what, whatever, wherever we end up kicks everything off. But without it, we, we without it, we wouldn't have ended up where we were. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah. it's going to, it's going to be this vicious kind of weird cycle. Like, yeah, it, it, I think at the end of the day, it's going to be like the creation of the TVA somehow. Right. Jeez. So, was this episode a win or a fail for you? Uh, this episode was a win. It was a lot of fun. It was a little mind racking. <laughs> Trying to wrap your head around some of what was going on again, which this whole season has been like that. It's been very thought provoking that way. But yeah, it was a win. How about you? Oh, well, I mean, I showed cat, my hand cat at was the out beginning. The bag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hands down, total win. Top three best episodes of an MCU show ever. And like, I'm scared, man. I'm scared because we got one episode left and this doesn't normally happen with an MCU show, with a Disney Plus show. Yeah. We got one episode left and we are at the top of our freaking game. The emotional stakes in this episode, the money that they must have spent on visuals in this episode. Like, it's just so good. It's a good episode. And we got one left. God, I hope it's a good ending. <laughs> like, oh, uh, because you know me. I'm like, and normally it's like, oh, the first episode yeah. or two is like amazing. It's all and downhill then after episode three. <laughs> yeah. And so far, we're still top of our, our game, and, and, and so I'm nervous. I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful. I'm excited, but I'm nervous. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all listed below. Support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You can support the show and get some fun perks in return and merch. You know what? We need a B-team piece of apparel bt merch all right we need BT i'll get on merch. i'll make yeah. some bt merch yeah we need we need like a a team versus b team merch <laughs> Ooh, just a shirt that says i'm not carl or brady uh, or or team eight uh movie man a team or movie man b i don't know i don't know Ooh, just two shirts we'll, we'll, one we'll that make... says i'm team I'm movie men team A or I'm movie men team B. Yeah. Like a team Edward, team Jacob <laughs> thing from Twilight. Yeah. This feels like that, that makes you like the girl in between. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I totally am. That's what I've always, yeah. I'm Pete's just trying to choose between vampire two strapping And I'm men. the cool looking werewolf. <laughs> oh, that's the way you went. eh? I think Edward's better. Uh, yeah. Werewolves Jacob always, was just a werewolves Jacob are always cooler than I've never seen that those shows or read the books, uh, but werewolves are always cooler. <laughs> yeah.